Welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna. And we're your High Priestess for this evening. How's everyone doing today? Well, it's been a long, hard week. I am recovering from major surgery, but I think I'm moving ahead pretty quickly. A little pain, but it is what it is, right? It is what it is. Well, now you're the bionic strega. Yes. Yeah, you had to get your... Second knee replaced now. Right, good thing I have no more knees. There you go. It's all you know, done. You know what I'm it's saying? Now. Then yeah. what do I? What would I do? Yeah. So, How are you? I'm good. I can't complain. I'm about ready to go to Hawaii. So. And celebrate your birthday. Heck yeah! If you gotta turn thirty, that's the place to do it. I would think. Everybody, send your birthday greetings to Shauna for her thirtieth birthday, the big three zero. Yeah. By the time this episode comes out, I will have just gotten home. Okay. So I will be nice and sunburned right. and relaxed. And relaxed for sure. Yes, I'm yes. very, I'm very excited for it. It'll be a nice little trip. Um, and then life will kind of go back to normal, I think. And by then, you'll—I mean, you're already up and running, pretty. Yeah, good, I gotta pretty, say. pretty much so. Um, because yeah, I have to. I have to. I have to get up and running quickly. So. Yes, got it. Got to get right back on the broomstick, bitch. You're not kidding, man. <laughs> I mean, life should be that easy. That's for sure. Yeah. Right. If only we could actually just ride broomsticks. I mean, I feel like it would just be such a better mechanic build. Ah, yeah, and we would avoid so much traffic. So much traffic. Can you imagine, like, air collisions, though? Yeah. Like, drunk witches coming home from ritual and just, like, fucking just dropping from yeah. the sky. Yeah, I could see that happening the all of, the like, time. <laughs> yeah. That would be funny as hell. So today, um, for our drink, I got this really cool book from our coven sister, from the coven sister. The coven sister. The coven sister. She came by yesterday and she gave me my birthday present. I'm really excited for it. It's um, called The The Magic of Food, Rituals, Offerings, and Why We Eat Together by Guion Raven. I haven't had a chance to look through the book completely yet, but of course, I just flip open a page and it's taboos mm-hmm. i mean you know like you do but it's also i found this really cool drink and it's called gin and gin and something that i can't pronounce because it's story of my life anyway it's an underworld cocktail and it's a gin and tonic recipe that is sacred at least according to this book to hades and persephone nice so i have mixed it up for us okay let's give it a shot give it a shot tell you me know what you me. think cheers cheers Cheers. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's wicked. Whoa. Wow. I think I made it a little too strong. The absinthe. You could really taste the absinthe, right? You know what? There's barely any absinthe even in it, and so I'm kind of surprised at how overpowering that kind of became. I think next time I might do a little, maybe less on the gin and more on the pomegranate juice. Mm -hmm, That might make mm -hmm. it a little better. Because it definitely tastes anasey. Anasey to me. You can really taste it. And, you know, I made these a a little bit ago, and so we kind of, like, had a slow start to actually getting here. And I feel, I tasted it right after I mixed it versus now I feel like now all the flavors have kind of blended and and settled. And so I think it's a little stronger. Well, the last time I had a absence, which was quite a few years ago, um, I actually, like, hallucinated. Really? Yeah. Wow, this is going to be a really interesting episode. (laughs) It might be. You never know. I purposely picked one that um, has wormwood in it because that's the big appeal 
to absinthe and why, you know, people say that they see green fairies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it has wormwood in it, which will make you hallucinate. hallucinate. See mm-hmm. that? Yeah. And, you know, wormwood's actually a really good psychic herb, too. Mm-hmm. So it is. So are you really hallucinating or are you just piercing the veil and actually seeing fairies? I think I was hallucinating. <laughs> <laughs> I was seeing jellyfish. I think that was hallucination, okay? <laughs> So there you go. Were they just like floating through the room? They were floating. Yeah, they were on TV and then they continued throughout the entire. <laughs> so it was really interesting. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take the rest of this home. Okay, and I'm yes. Go watch Animal Planet, find a good jellyfish documentary. Right. And right. I'll report. Can you imagine if it was like one of like Humboldt squids? That'd be a fucking nightmare to see one of those things <laughs> going through your house. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. I like it though. Um, for those of you that want to try this recipe, I think I made it a little strong because I didn't have like m- measures or um, like the speed pours that help make it exact. So I kind of had to eyeball it. So f- it is three ice cubes, two ounces of gin, two ounces of tonic water, a half ounce of absinthe, and a half ounce of pomegranate juice. Woohoo! Yeah, so I like it. Mm hmm. So before we get started on our Ask Estrega episode for today, we actually have some announcements. Oh, yes, we do. I'm kind of get excited. Get ready. Get like, ready. These are exciting. We're like legit now. We have announcements. Like I feel like wow. <laughs> yeah. a little fucking badge on our like podcast yeah. Girl Scout sash. Right? <laughs> right? Let's do it. So our first um, announcement, and this is just like a simpler one, is we have finally started a private Facebook group for the podcast. Yay! So everyone on Facebook, you can go on there and you can join the private group. Just look up Wine Spirits and Witches and you'll be able to find it. We've had it up for, I want to say about a week or so. Like, yeah, just about a week. And I'm already really excited. We have um, over 100 members in it That's already. That's awesome and amazing, yes. And people are posting up pictures of things that they have been scrying and seeing someone put up this beautiful cactus that just like blew oh my yeah mind. Really beautiful beautiful yeah. and like some people were putting up their in bulk ice lanterns and we've been sharing recipes for kitchen and their witchery. animals oh all the animals oh yes yeah for sure so it's, it's been a it's, really fun yeah it's been great i yeah. love it so i love we'll it join our facebook group so that we can all talk to each other and interact a little bit more Follow us on our Instagram page as well, Wine Spirits and Witches. You'll be able to find us. So yep. that's our, our more simple announcement. Now on to the really exciting one. Take it away. Drum roll. Hold on. We have an actual drummer. There we go. Okay. Right. <laughs> so we decided that we're going to give our listeners an opportunity to get a reading with one of us or both of us. And it's going to be a raffle style uh uh, way of doing it yes ma'am so um logistics so you can and we're gonna do this once a month and we will be pulling our name on the first of every month i know that we're kind of towards the end of february but just to get it going we're still gonna do one on march 1st so you can go ahead and enter by venmoing us and you can venmo it's a dollar per entry a dollar per entry and you can enter as many times as you want and um, make sure you have your name on the... Uh... It'll come through on, okay. the, on okay. the Venmo. So yep. whatever name is on your event, unless it's going to be like a different name, if you're, you know, don't want us announcing, because we'll probably announce it in the private Facebook group and on the um, Instagram. So you'll have to go there or like, I guess, give us your email address when you submit it so that we know how to contact you. But I think we'll just announce it on Instagram and Facebook on the first. So you'll have to check one or both of those 
If you want us to announce who you are, just let us know. If not, um, you know, just ask to remain Initials anonymous. Initials or something, yeah. Because uh, it'll be a nice flex, you know? <laughs> there you go. So you can go ahead and you can enter as many times as you want, a dollar per entry, and you can Venmo... Which one of us? Me. So you can Venmo me. Um, you can find me on um, Venmo at Intuitive Shauna, S-H-A-N-A. And just go ahead and Venmo me your dollar. Uh, give me the name that you want the shout out or just say anonymous and just write raffle on it so that we know. We'll be announcing the winners once a month on the first. Right. And it would be by phone, of course. It will be a phone reading because some of us don't live in L.A. where they can come visit us. Exactly. Or we can even do like an Instagram like or Skype like video one, too, because we do have some listeners that aren't even in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we can totally do it that way. So distance is not an issue. Not at all. And what do you action. think? You Will you do half of the reading? I do half, and they get the best of both worlds. I like it. We should just, yeah, we'll just tag team it. I'll bring my cards. You bring your cup and tea leaves. And, and we'll go. It. Yeah. I like it'll, it. Yeah, so please send your entries in so you may be the first, very first person to get the reading. Oh my God, that's going to be so exciting. It is so exciting. Yeah. I dig that. So those are our big announcements. So go join the Facebook group, go follow us on Instagram, and go enter our raffle. So we will be doing it every month, and I'm I'm really excited about this. Me too. I think it's going to be really good for the listeners out there. Yeah, Yeah, I totally think so. So before we get started, um, I think last month we kind of started by talking about some kind of witchy or supernatural kind of like experience that we've had um, just throughout the month. Because I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I think just living this life, you get used to it and then you don't give. Right. Like, you don't. You credit, don't. Yeah, that's true. It's Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I've I've had uh, quite a few experiences just within my surgery week and it always seems to happen for some reason I get these major downloads and uh yeah they're pretty intense and they're pretty heavy and I got a download about uh talking to my grandson I got a download about a business that's supposed to be opening up and I just my job is just to share that information and whatever they people do with that information is up to them but uh, it's pretty intense because it kind of is like really strong and it keeps me up <sighs> at night with all the info and I, I immediately have to write it down so I don't forget some of my best spell work and stuff has come to me through these downloads oh I bet so it's a really interesting thing about it it's really interesting because it's like m- mainly when I'm down like really down like I'm down from the surgery so I'm like really down I guess I'm really open and vulnerable I would think because your mind isn't probably on all the normal like hustle and bustle of everyday life your mind is on pain and trying to yes trying to work through the pain yeah Yeah. and then like you know like being on pain meds or the different medicine that they put you on that probably numbs your mind a little bit so it just kind of leaves your third eye really open so you're way more just Mm. open to messages from spirit and stuff like that interesting yeah so that's my my spooky uh, story for the month basically so I oh so I wanted to ask you though about your um, download. So when they happen, is it just like you're just chilling and you get a message, or is mm-hmm. it dreams? Yeah. Or no, it's not dreams. It's like I'm in. I'm pretty wide awake. Like I mean, I could be sleeping and nudged from my sleep, and then it's like the spirit guide. The, the it's like verbal diarrhea. But da, 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 just take down the notes, get them down, get them down. So that's what I was doing. Does your spirit guide have a East Coast accent? No. No? <laughs> no, I don't even know my spirit guide's name. After all these years, it's pretty amazing, but he's just spirit guide. 
I mean, you know what he looks like. So I do know what he looks like. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, my spooky story or kind of thing, I've two of them. Um, One is I just got into embroidery and I've been having a lot of fun, you know, with my little old lady hobby and it's really relaxing and stuff like that. And um, I just also recently got a tattoo. I got my my Shimaruda tattoo. Yeah, it's beautiful too. I'm so excited with it. I'm in love with it. And the tattoo artist left me the stencil and so I glued it into my book of shadows actually. And I had a dream that I was sitting up in bed, like propped up on my pillows, and I had my dog in my lap, and that I was embroidering the tattoo. Mm. And it was very realistic, so I woke up, and I'm like, oh, well, that's what I got to do. So I, I started embroidering that. Yeah, it's looking really good, too. So that was really, that was like, that's my more fun one. Okay. And then I have my one that was a little spooky, and I acted like a little scaredy cat. Um, I've had a ghost in my house since about Christmas time around the mm. holidays. And at first I was just seeing him just like out of the corner of my eye. I saw him walk into my kitchen once. I saw him walk down my hallway and look like he was making his way towards my, uh, my roommate's bedroom door. And I was like, okay, all right. Like I see you, but whatever. And then I saw him, I was, I was sick earlier in January. And so I was kind of like just hanging out in bed. And out of the corner of my eye, he was standing in the hall staring in my bedroom door and you know, when you're sick and you're kind of out of it. At first yeah. I thought it was my roommate. And I was like, why is he being so fucking weird? And I looked and then it was gone. And then I realized it's noon and everyone was at work. I'm like, oh, there's a dude in my house. Mm. And then, and I kind of let it go. And they were just like, you know, little sprinkled things. I knew there was something there, but not enough to do anything about it. Because I personally think sometimes spirits like kind of wander in, but then they wander back out. So mm. like I always give them a little bit before I give them the boot to see if they like go their own way. Uh, this one did not and so I was in my kitchen in my freezer and all of a sudden like you could just see this dude standing behind Mm, the mm. freezer door and of course he does this shit when I'm the only one home so it's extra scary because you know he looks corporeal so you think that there's someone in your house and he was not there so naturally being the big educated fearless witch that I am I called my high priestess like a little bitch went Monica (laughs) (laughs) so I called you in a panic and you kind of talked me down, and then I, I was cool, and then I was talking to a friend of mine, and my, my kitchen light has been acting up, and it wasn't working, and I was on the phone with my friend Johnny, and I just said, you know, like, I think there's this ghost in my house, and all of a sudden, the fucking light turned on. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to have you stay on the phone with me until someone comes home, and then that fucking ghost hung up my phone call. Oh, boy. And then I was just done, and I started yelling at it and telling it to get out, and I sprayed my ghost get gone spray and was banging my singing boy. I wasn't even, like, playing. I was, like, banging it. I'm like, get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And then my roommate got home, and I made him use my ghost get gone spray in his room, too, and then he said if it didn't work that we were calling Monica. <laughs> uh, we have not had to call Monica for that, though, because it has since gone away. Very good. So I did Excellent. have to put on my big witch pants, but I was kind of you know yeah i mean that's it it could shake you up yeah totally shake you up and that actually is just going to lead me straight into our our first question on that note for our ask Estrella. and this was one we actually got yesterday and it just cracked me up just the way he he worded it and stuff so this is one of the reasons why we're answering it so he says hi me again was wondering how to cleanse my house from spirits and shit that's my, my kind of guy. I like that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and this is coming from Harry. Um, Harry's awesome. He submitted, uh, I think, at least like a question or two before, but I just loved it. So, how to cleanse your house from spirits and shit. Uh, just like I said, you can use a singing bowl or ting shot bells or even in a pinch, you can just bang pots and pans together 
as silly as it sounds, it's sound octave clearing. So it's using the vibrations of noise and sound to clear the energy either just within your own energy body, um, like kind of like your aura basically, but also like your house. And as someone that's done a lot of paranormal investigating, I will say it helps also because it really just shifts the energy, especially when things start to feel like intense and kind of spooky. Like you can feel like the ghost basically like closing in on you and then you just make a big noise. It like snaps you out of whatever kind of funky trance you were going in and all of a sudden it's like the energy starts to kind of just like dissipate. Mm -hmm. So that's a really good one. And telling them to get out. Yeah, tell them to go back to where they belong. That's a good one. Um, of course, you can use um, certain incenses, right? Like we have a special blend uh, at the store, Get Out and Stay Out, which works really, really well. Yeah. Uh, you can burn I, some of that. I think they actually even have that because the Green Man store has started like a smaller version of the store that's an online store. I'm not sure if you can order it. You might be able to. So you I might be check. able to, yeah. Yeah, Get Out, Stay Out. Rosemary's a good one. Rosemary Rue, of course. Rue, absolutely. You can take Rosemary and Rue, like fresh sprigs of it and tie it with a red string or ribbon. And hang it over your front door or in the room that you're having the activity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Florida yeah. water is awesome. Yes. Um, and then I think on the Halloween episode, we shared that Ghost Get Gone spray that I make with Florida water and camphor and a little bit of rue that that's a little bit more protective a little bit more banishing than just regular Florida water I'd say try Florida water on its own first like start small and then get big as needed mm -hmm. and you can also use some casa which is the ground eggshells and just uh, put like a cross on your door and your windows and stuff like that yeah, for so extra protection you can buy that at stores where it like looks like chalk but yes. I've actually I've seen recipes on Pinterest where you can do that because you can just grind up the eggshells and do it yourself and just grind it into a fine dust. It has mm -hmm. to be white eggs. Right. And I kind of like making it myself because I like the idea of if you eat the egg, like it's kind of helping protect you more because you've ingested it. So when I moved into the house that I'm at, I made breakfast one morning and everybody ate it, including the dogs. Like I gave everyone a little bit of scrambled eggs and mm -hmm. I saved the shells and did that. But it makes a powder if you want it chalky so that you can draw um, there's actually a recipe for it. I've seen it like on, on Pinterest and stuff like that. I, I want to say it's probably like baking soda and water to like make a paste. Now, is this cooked egg or raw egg? What, that I've eaten? No, no, no. That's a shell that you use. Is it raw or cooked? That that I was wondering about if you have to cook the egg or is it? I, I cooked it. Um, I forget who told me, but she someone had mentioned to me, this woman, she was like, oh, well, like, if you eat it, if you have everyone in the house eat it, it helps protect everyone in, in the house. Mm. I mean, I'm sure that's not always the case. I'm sure you could use a raw egg if you wanted to, but mm -hmm. in my case, I did use cooked eggs. And, and I don't know if you remember, when I moved in, the house was a little weird. It had some mm. like weird spirits and mm -hmm. shit in there, so I feel like that did help. Yeah, it does help a yeah. lot. So yeah. I cooked it, and it was, it was fine. Okay, so yeah. you could try some of those easy recipes and mm -hmm. see how that works. I always think like start start small, small. right? Exactly. Try, try this stuff, see if it works, and then go bigger. Then we from go to there. the next step. Yeah. yeah, take it like that. So there's your answer. So there you go, and that one was from Harry. So that's how to get rid of spirits and shit. Okay, let me pull up our questions. Okay, our next one comes from Naomi in Italy. Oh wow! Yes, yeah, so Naomi. Naomi C from Italy, and it is how to find. Your deity slash deities, and how do you know when you're talking to the right one? Mm. Well, I mean, the first thing that I'm thinking is 
that you're going to get some kind of a nudge somewhere. You're going to start to see uh, things that are endearing to that deity, deity, whether it's her animal or her flower or her food. You're going to start stuff will start popping up. Yes, yeah, st stuff will start pop popping up, and um, I would say do some research on on uh, what you're picking up. Is if if you're picking up a certain food, who that food is um, sacred to. Um, so, and you know what, be patient. You have to be patient because sometimes it doesn't come that easy. Um, meditation is another way of doing it. Of course, meditate and ask, you know, before you go into your meditation to, for your deity to, uh, you know, show itself to you. Um, you can also read books and myths about all the deities and see which one you, you feel so pulled toward. I think that's another one. Um, so that's some of the ways that you can connect with EDT. I think that they kind of just pop up, at least in my own personal experience. Dreams. Dreams. Yeah, dreams are a big one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, a lot of people I've heard found their, their goddess and god in, through a dream state. They actually had, like, a visitation that they came to them during a dream. Mm -hmm. So that's a good way to do it. Um, but... Whatever you're picking up on, is it food, is it colors, do your research on what deity that is associated with, read, read the myths, read about the myths, read about the different ones, ask in a, before you go into a meditation for them to be revealed, but be patient, because sometimes mm -hmm. it takes time, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes it takes a lot of time sometimes, some, some people get it right away, and sometimes like you might come to realize like who you're your god is really fast or your goddess really fast and then the other one takes time yes because i mean in the beginning when i first started doing the craft i mean i just worked with goddess and god mm -hmm. until you know what i'm saying so I that, that. And that's okay to do that and it is okay to do that so um yeah look for your dreams listen to what's being said to you and you, inside your third you know inside your brain inside your third eye pick up on different uh uh, like attachments to that specific deity and do your research look into the things that are sacred to them look at their stories um when i first started and i wanted to try and learn who my deities were i did a lot of research on a lot of the different pantheons and a lot of the different goddesses this is when i was specifically trying to figure out who my patroness was right and exactly i mean they were all really cool i thought diana was really cool i thought bast was really cool and I, at first, I think, started looking at, like, what are my big passions and interests and what takes up a lot of space in my life, and it was animals. Like, I worked in an animal hospital. Like, there was just such a huge part of my life. I wanted to try and look more towards, like, deities that were, like, protectors of animals or different things like that. And while they were cool, and I do feel that I have a relationship with them, like, it didn't feel like the right one. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just a feeling, and so I just kind of knew, like, all right, you're cool, you'll talk to me, but, like, this ain't it. Mm -hmm. And it, I think I kind of just let it go for like five years. And then all of a sudden so it, it just, you. it grabbed me and it, it popped up. So you'll know as you start to research it. And I also think it's okay to, to work with different deities. I mean, you know, sometimes like I can't work with just Venus. Maybe that's not the energy that I need and I need help from someone else. Mm -hmm. In my head, it's kind of like a family. Like you have your mom and dad, but then you also have aunts and uncles and you have cousins and all this extended family and you can talk to all of them. Right. And, you know, by being in nature and what form of nature 
that you're most compelled to or drawn to, like for instance, is it rain? You want to look toward a rain deity, or is it the sun? You want to kind of get connected with the sun deities. So who are rain deities? Because living in Los Angeles, I don't think we get nearly enough rain. So I think I need to like erect an altar. Um, I am not sure off the top of my head who the rain deities are. I'm not quite sure, but I mean, I'm just giving that as an example. I mean, if you wanted to work with a rain deity, I would think that the first way to kind of get to know them would be to wash your car. Yeah, <laughs> or just to walk in the rain. Yeah, well, yeah, there's that, but I think washing your car is like the modern day rain dance. <laughs> How many times have you washed your fucking car and then it rains the next day? Yeah, right? that's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a good way to do. Make a list of the of the deities you think you're interested in. Do your research. See if you you resonate with them. And if not, if it's not happening, just like kind of cross it off your list and just move on. Mm-hmm. But be patient. That is my advice to you. Yeah, I think that's really good. And you'll you'll know when it's the right one. Like, don't worry. It'll just. There, it's a feeling. I can't explain it, but you mm-hmm. just you'll know. You'll yeah. totally know. It's almost like feeling like home, like a fuzzy, warm feeling, like yep. like you're in a protective big hug yeah oh i have a question while we talk about deities and we're kind of on that i feel like at least for you and i a lot about our personal experiences with the craft are a lot more public than most people's and what's normally allowed especially not just from this podcast but from where we work it's very just it's a big part of us like Mm -hmm. in our career but for a normal person like is it is it okay to tell people like who your patron and patroness are like what's I've I mean people tell me all the time yeah, but yeah I can't is there say why not to it I mean I think people when they talk about their their uh, goddess and god they're very proud yeah and they want to share that information and and yeah so I think it's fine to talk about them do you think it's rude to ask people who their patrons are um I never know like, I what don't the right know if etiquette. I would ever cross that line you know what yeah. I'm saying if they want to share. Of course, I'm going to listen. Yeah. But, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would just, especially if I don't know the person, would. that's kind of personal. Right. I think everybody that I know, I, I know who they work with, but it's also like we've already just, we've had those conversations. Right, exactly. But, yeah, I think a lot of people, if they know who their their, their deities are, they, they are, they're proud. That's a really good way to put it. They're very proud of it. They'll talk yeah. about it. Yeah, It's cool. Yeah. I love listening to people tell me about who they have a relationship with and their, uh, their personal relationship with it because everyone kind of interacts with their deities a little different so i think it's really cool because you can learn so many different aspects of of a deity by talking to the people that work with them that you can't find by googling them you know and you know it's really interesting because most of the uh the time when people like finally discover or the things that might in my experience of the people that i come in contact with the people i read about um hecate is a really big one Mm -hmm. i mean that's very obvious when hecate is your your deity because i mean she makes herself quite known and yeah i like listening to those stories or reading those stories about how that actually happens yeah yep so it's a, a lot of people have hecate for sure that goes right into my next question there you go there you go <laughs> um well it, well it comes into my my third question my next one because i'm gonna attempt to kind of go in some kind of order um this one still has to do with deities and this question came from zoe And Zoe says, I had a very vivid dream one night of waking up under a pomegranate tree that had flowers all around. Mm. Otherwise, it was just an open field. Me and Connor think that the deity is Persephone reaching out to me, but I'm very confused where to start and just need some mystical guidance. Mm. I totally think that's Persephone because anytime I see bees or I see pomegranates, I think of her. Like those are two things that are sacred to her and those are two big symbols, at least in my head. 
I would say to start by learning about the myths of Persephone and learning who she is because she's a very uh, dual goddess because she's the goddess of spring and she's also the goddess of the underworld. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking at someone that rules over life and death. Mm. And that's a really interesting thing. And so I would learn her stories and part of the stories that she was kidnapped by Hades. And at the time she was just a young maiden and she lived in like Olympus and, and Earth. And her mom is Demeter, who is the goddess of the harvest and of the Earth. And um, Hades kidnapped her because he fell in love with her. And whether she fell in love with him or she was just the first victim of Stockholm Syndrome, she was down for it and loved him and married him in the underworld. And one of the reasons why pomegranates are sacred to her is because while she was there, she ate pomegranate seeds. Mm. And in the lore was that if you eat or drink anything in the underworld, you cannot leave. Mm-hmm. But meantime, her mom was looking for her everywhere and demanded her back. So Zeus helped kind of get that meeting together and they reached the negotiation where Persephone would be with her mom part of the year and be with her husband part of the year and that helps influence our seasons and our harvests and Mm -hmm. when she's with her mom is when we have everything blooming and growing and then in the darker months is when she's with her husband Uh, but it's not just about the duality of life and death that you see with Persephone it's also kind of like a coming of age thing if you really Mm -hmm. think about it because you know she was just like this young maiden she was sheltered essentially if you want to call it that and then she went down to the underworld she got married and then she had responsibilities like Hades really gave her a lot of a lot of power in the underworld he wasn't just like you're my wife sit there and look pretty like she had Mm -hmm. responsibilities in her own job there so she kind of went from I don't want to say mother but like she did grow up she went from being like this young girl from the maiden to definitely transitioning at least into the mother phase of maiden mother problem Mm-hmm. And don't forget this little story about the pomegranate seeds that were planted by Aphrodite. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that one? It's just that Aphrodite planted these, uh, so they're sacred to her, too. Ah-ha-ha. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... You think I would know that by now? Well, you know, you know what? Knowledge is power, and you learn something new every day. I like it. Yeah, so... I thought for a minute, and I don't know why I was thinking that pomegranate was uh, sacred to uh, Hecate, too, but I guess maybe I'm... I'm wrong with that. I'm I, for well, some reason isn't well. They're they're seen as a symbol of death and remembrance at this point too. So when you're working like mediumship or spirit work, you can use pomegranates. Um, mm-hmm. So would that kind of be one of the reasons why you would think that? Does maybe that maybe with her? maybe yeah yeah it could be. So um, I think it's really interesting how I thought that for so long, but it is Persephone for sure. I'm thinking that mm-hmm. they're being called toward Persephone. Yeah. And so I would, when I first started, one of the things, honestly, you know what I would do is I would eat pomegranates. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I was Zoe, I would go, if you can't yes, get a hold definitely. of some pomegranates, then go and drink some pomegranate juice. Um, I work very closely with Pluto or Hades. And when I first started working with Venus, Persephone kind of walked right in a little bit behind her. So pomegranates are something that I like to use in my spiritual practice. And I do feel like when I eat them or drink them, it makes me feel a little bit closer to them. Uh, you can meditate on her. Uh, what I would do is go find a picture or a painting or something of mm-hmm. her that you really like. And then as you go to meditate or before you fall asleep, I would picture that in your mind's eye and just set that attention that you want to get to know her a little bit more and learn a little bit more of her mysteries. And I think those would be good ways to get started. I think it's a great way to get started. So try that first and see what happens. And report back. We can't wait to hear all about it. Definitely. So I think we'll break... Oh, wait, we do have one more 
one more um, question, and then I'm actually going to break for a little bit of a story time, actually. So, this question, speaking of Hecate, this this question is from Mr. Connor. Okay. Um, And he wanted to ask, here we go. He was wondering if we had any good sources on Lilith or Hecate, books online, something, um, or even an Instagram page. So, Lilith, I feel it's hard to find good information on Lilith because she was seen as, like, the first demon. Mm. She, she was Adam's original wife. So, she wasn't made out of his rib like Eve was. She was made out of, like, dust and stuff from the earth, and she got booted from the Garden of Eden because she was insubordinate and would not submit to her husband. So mm. she is like the first feminist. Go yes. you, Lilith. Go yes. you. Um, yeah. But she was she was considered a demon from that and then from there she went she left the Garden of Eden. She like birthed all these demons and stuff like that. And you could take it that way and kind of see her as scary and really evil. You could also take it as a way if that was a time that when men were writing this, you know, that was women were very subservient and you don't want women to get any ideas. So right. Lilith became the bad guy. But she's also been used a lot in um, Satanism now as mm. like the goddess figure. And so when you really get into looking at Satanism, there's a difference between Satanism and like satanic and devil worship. Mm-hmm. Satanists and, and like the satanic church and temple and stuff, they don't believe in an actual Satan or devil. That's not what it is. It's But it's a type of like archetype. And so there is Satan or Lucifer to be like that God kind of stand in. And then Lilith is used as goddess. Mm. That still makes it, I think, a little difficult in like Connor's case to try and find good information on her. Yeah. <clears throat> Honestly, when I work with her, because I have, it's I approach her with respect. Always. Always, always, always. But especially with her, like mind her manners. But I really see her as that feminine empowerment and, and rebellion and I was talking with our manager Griffin about her once, and I love the way he said she's the goddess of fuck you know, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. what it is, and that's kind of where she's at. So when you need to kind of have that that attitude, energy, that like, attitude, yeah. you need that backing, and when I've needed that, I kind of go there with it. Um, so that's kind of in a nutshell. That's my experience with Lilith, and the only like solid information I can really give you on that outside of go look her up. I mean. The satanic church might have decent, or the satanic temple might have decent information on her. I'm not sure which one I've seen that has used her in rituals. So mm-hmm. they can, might be able to give you an idea of an archetype, but I feel like you'd have to sift through so much weird shit on Google to actually get to that. It might be tricky. Right. Um, but you look up at least like the stories of her and her, her myths and history of her. You'll find some right. good stuff. Yeah. What about Hecate? Take it away. I mean, Hecate, there's, there's tons of, of, of writings on her. Tons. So all you have to do is Google you know what I'm saying? And then you'll it'll come up and you can just do your research on that. I mean, I don't know if there's a specific book. I don't think there's one in particular about it. Not that I know of. Not that anything that comes to mind, but you know what? There probably I'm sure is. There I'm is. sure there is, yes. I want to say she's probably like one of, like she's like the most popular deity in witchcraft, at least right now. Yeah. You know? Yes, absolutely. And a couple of years ago, a couple of years, more than five or six years ago, I, I was telling Shauna the other day, I, I was on my way to this uh, big witch weekend at Pantheon, and it was definitely a Hecate weekend because everything that happened that weekend was associated with Hecate. From the ride there to turning on the TV and looking at a special on uh, hogs or 
And uh, then another story came on about uh, this girl was telling a story about this this dark figure that was in her neighbor's yard that, and she realized it was Hecate. The whole weekend. And then I went to a, a ritual or a class about Hecate. We did a ritual. We did a dance. So the whole weekend was def- definitely, there was like sacred cakes, that, like raisin cakes that I found at, at the vendor room and I bought it for some, no, some unknown reason why. And that was all associated with Hecate. Oh, funny yeah it was very it was like it took me a little bit but the two two by four hit me in the head and i finally got it but um yeah do your research online i mean there's tons of information on her the only thing that i know about her really like i don't know what you know what i'm sure i'm gonna end up working with her later because every time that there's been a date i'm like and eh, like you're just so popular like you're not actually calling to me it's just you're in the forefront of my mind so i'm not gonna look you up end up having really like close relationships with them later like i can't mm-hmm. tell you how much i resisted venus and mm. then she finally came in i'm like okay all right i'll stop i'll stop resisting. right 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 yeah, yeah so, but she's multi multi-faced hecate yeah goddess. she's for sure a triple goddess the only thing that i really know about her that i can really say because i haven't really started developing that relationship too too much is when you give her an offering that shit is hers. Do not touch it. Do not take it back. I've heard all sorts of weird and creepy, crazy stories from people. Um, one woman, like, I guess she had like a little bit of a drinking problem, and she finished like her all of her booze, and so she took the drink off of oh the boy. altar and oh drank boy. that. And I heard that she like got in a car accident or some crazy wow. shit. <clears throat> so I've learned that like she doesn't share. Mm-hmm. So when you give something to her, that's that's hers. Like you cannot have it back. So I would say. Choose your offerings wisely, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. So, so, do we have any more questions to we answer? A ton of questions to answer, but we're going to switch gears real quick. Okay. And we're going to go into just like a little story. All right. And this one says Hello, Monica and Shauna. This is your old friend, Robert. So, I had to tell y'all about the cutest, most random thing that happened to me while driving and listening to your podcast. So, this is what happened. I was driving and listening to one of your episodes and my back was kind of hurting me. So for me, when it hurts like that, I know I have to drink water. So I'm driving and my back is still hurting a little and Shauna says, stay hydrated. And I giggled and I reached for my cup and Shauna says, don't drink from plastic cups either. And at that point, I'm like, what the fuck? I wish I could show you my face because it was priceless. I was freaked the fuck out because my cup was a plastic cup from Starbucks. And I was like, oh, fuck, laugh out loud. Then I began to laugh my ass off. I had to send this to y'all because it was just too funny. I hope y'all find it as funny as I did. Love, Auntie Robert. Uh I think that's funny because I can see that. I can see him driving and then listening to us and getting the private message uh-huh. <laughs> directly toward him for sure insert his wild cackle here yes <laughs> yes indeed yeah i mean i had a funny story with robert uh he came over actually a couple of weeks ago um and he just felt like he needed to to pay me back for something i don't even know what but he he came and he said how about i go do some cleaning for you and i was like oh, okay finally gave in sure was right before I went into the hospital so here we are he's in the kitchen and he's you know cleaning up and everything and I I kind of ate a little ice cream cone and I didn't finish it because the bell rang I had a reading and I left the, the cone on the table and I uh, proceeded to do my reading and then after the reading he approaches me and he goes oh Monica uh, you see that little cone there? Is I, I didn't want to move it because I didn't know whether I should because it was in the northeast corner facing this way. And I don't know if it was a spell. And I just laughed my ass off because you just never know with a witch. 
never touch their stuff. That's a true statement. And we just laughed our heads off. And I was like, no, there's nothing sacred about that little piece of ice cream cone. It's not a cone of power of anything. But we laughed very hard about that. But let that be a lesson to you when you're in a witch's house, never touch anything. Because you don't know why. You, <laughs> you don't know if it's a spell. You're messing up their spell. You just don't touch anything. Oh, my God. But now, from now on, all ice cream cones are calorie-free because now they are ice cream cones of power. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that little cone of power. Absolutely. We have to, like, work an ice cream cone into a spell now. Yeah, <laughs> we do. We do. We sure do. We absolutely do. I love that because it's yeah. so fucking true. You just really never know what you, you can You just touch never know. And, and you know, can't. it's like witch etiquette. You know, you, you go into a witch's house and you never touch anything because mm-hmm. you never know what you're touching. Very true. Very, very true. I had to share that little story because we, I mean, I laughed so hard. I was crying. My my stomach hurt because it was just so classic, you know, so classic uh, witchcraft. Yeah. Yup. Yeah. So it looks like uh, Dahmer, that is my dog. Yes. That is not the person that sent us this thing. Connor, he's getting a double whammy this week. So he sent me this one a while ago. Okay. Um, I recently did a 23andMe DNA test and I found out that I'm French. We kind of always knew that because of my dad's side. And I wanted to connect with my roots more and I thought that witchcraft would be a great way to do it. I want to incorporate the French language into my craft, but I was wondering if that's something that would make my magic less strong. This is from Connor from Connecticut. Okay. I think that it would make your magic totally strong because you're going to definitely bring in the power of your ancestors behind that one for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, that that's kind of where I, I would start with it. I was kind of thinking about it and I think that maybe like learning how to say so mode it be in French would be a really cool one that you could work in a lot because you know which say that shit all the time so mode it be blessed be I would kind of look at some of the like lingo that kind of is like that driving force in circle and stuff like that that'd be really cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like even learn how to do your invocation for a circle and release it in French would be cool that would be amazing yeah so no I don't think it takes away any less power if anything I think it gives it more power Absolutely, because you're going to really just kind of connect with your roots. And I think from that, you're also going to just magically develop more because I, we all have witchcraft in our blood. Like everyone, we're all related to a witch. You know what I mean? Like you may not know it. In the DNA somewhere, yeah. Yep, but it, it's there. So I think, you know, if you had like French witches, you know, that you're descended from and you start speaking their language in your craft, bet me, they're going to show up. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think you would develop a better... They'll, and they'll come to you because, you know, it's really interesting Like when your ancestors start coming to you and giving you like magical downloads mm. and giving you spell work and stuff. I've I've had that happen with someone that wasn't even my my grandma. It was my friend's grandma. Wow. She's taught me a lot just from just like just channeling stuff from her. She's visited my friend in dreams and taught her how to get rid of spirits and do all sorts of stuff. So That's awesome, man. Yeah. You'll probably have the same thing start happening. I think that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's also, like, a lot of historic witchcraft in France. Oh, yeah, there is. I mean, they, they were burning people back then in 1500s in France, and it was a big, big deal, big deal. I think there was werewolf hunts around that time, uh, too. Yeah, I mean, it was just crazy, yeah. But everything turns around and comes around again, you know? Oh, yeah, the rise of the witches is here. Oh, absolutely. So you can look up some of, like, the historic French witchcraft. I know that, like... New Orleans magic has a huge French influence in it, so you can also maybe look there a little bit. 
uh, I would just do all a lot of research before you start putting anything other than the French language into your craft because you want to look at that, especially when you look at something that is really heavily derived from ancestral magic. Make sure that like you have the right to be using that type of magic. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so kind of look into that. Um, but definitely start also just keep researching stuff because I think one thing that happens is we start to look at like our, our lineage and our DNA and then we want to kind of dive into magic just from that. Um, and I would say don't take anything off the table though. Like keep, keep kind of shopping around and just see what all speaks to you. And maybe you're going to find one particular tradition and path that just really does it and you love it. Or maybe you're going to be more eclectic and pick and choose. I know I tried really hard to get into Hawaiian mysticism and magic for a really long time. And um, I just wasn't into it. Mm -hmm, and, you know, that's mm -hmm. the side of my family that raised me. It was Hawaiian and Pennsylvania Dutch. So I thought that would obviously speak to me. Um, but it was the Italian side that did it. And yeah. I'm not close to my Italian side, but the strega is what came through. So you kind of got to experiment with a lot of stuff to see what that sweet spot is. Absolutely. I agree with that for sure. Um yeah, I mean, it's funny because when I first started getting into the craft, I mean, I'm definitely Slega for sure, but my ancestral roots also come from Scotland and Ireland and France as well. And I thought for a moment I was going to, uh, I wanted to explore the um, Celtic path because just because of my, my ancestry. And I spoke to a teacher about it and they just simply said, oh, you can study it for sure and you can get all the knowledge you want but eventually you're going to have to make a choice and I did not want to make that choice so I just did not delve into that just, That, yeah I, I mean if I may say um, I don't think you have to make a choice I think it depends on where you want to take your magic especially if you're solitary you can do whatever the fuck you want yeah I guess um, you don't have to answer to a high priest or priestess you don't have to do anything set like it's really just whatever works for you and there really is a lot of eclectic witches out there um, and I, I really thought that I was going to kind of stay in that realm and you know I've already given you my confession about accidentally stumbling into the coven and stuff but even then like it, it feels right like it's it's exactly where I was supposed to be and nothing happens by accident so I know that all of that was just like pushing me right into where I needed to be but that doesn't mean that I don't use folk magic or, or different things so I didn't necessarily I think have to make a choice mm -hmm. but I also never felt super torn I and I haven't been put in a situation where it was like well you have to give up all your folk magic or you have to give up all this and that um, so I, I think if someone gives, makes you kind of do that, cause I have been in, in classes like Wicca 101 classes and stuff where the people said like, if you want to dedicate and do your year in a day with me, you can't read tarot, you can't do this, you can't do anything without mm. my permission. And it was a little too much. And so I would just maybe think twice before that. But if you have a teacher that you really trust and respect that says make a choice, then you have to make a choice, but that's because you're studying with them and that's the way it goes. And going back to um, finding out about uh, your ancestry roots, if you have some relatives that are still alive, your grandparents or your aunts and uncles, interview them. You might find some really interesting inf information that they can give you about, you know, your lineage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, find out who the people are and maybe you can research them. If you're too afraid to ask, like, some of your relatives just outright about the magical practices of your family, ask them for the folk remedies. 
mm-hmm. ask her like what did your mom do for you when you're sick you're gonna hear weird shit like oh she put sliced onions in my socks like mm-hmm. you're gonna that mm-hmm. and that's the witchcraft so look for that kind of we- those weird stories and that's gonna start getting you in that direction right because everyone has something like that oh yeah Oh, yeah. Always. Grandparents, aunts, they definitely have some stories to tell. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's that. So uh, when you learn how to say so, mode it be your cast a circle in French, send us a voice clip. I'd love to hear it. Me too. Yeah. All right. Our next question is do, do, do from Vivi. And Vivi asks, is eclipse season real? My friend is a five-plus-year witch, and he tells me not to do any spells during eclipse season because it will be reversed negatively on me. Mm. I think eclipse season, uh, just to break that part down, eclipse season is real, and you will see it because we will start to have like weird back-to-back eclipses. Um, I think we had some like around... Just summer in January, we had a solar eclipse, then we had a lunar eclipse a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Um, So you will see that eclipse season is real, and that just means that we have a lot of eclipses kind of happening at once. Um, If I can remember, I'll also try and reserve that question for the next time we have Taddy on the show, and she might be able to give a little bit more insight into that part of it. Yeah, I mean, I I think she spoke about it in previous uh, episodes about working the eclipse magic don't, don't you remember she's talked about eclipses before and she it was interesting because she was saying that if we have like i can't remember which way i went but it's like if we have a solar eclipse that means it's a new moon and if we have a lunar eclipse it's not a full moon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i know that you can look at things like that um i don't know if we asked her specifically about eclipse season but it is a thing just because you just see it happening a lot all at once and that's kind of why we call it that right. as far as doing magic during an eclipse, I, I personally have never heard to not do it. I have heard not to do witchcraft during um, Void of Course mm-hmm. or even during Mercury Retrograde. Like Those are the two times that you might want to think twice about doing a spell. If, and if you really need it, like then go ahead and do it if it's out of necessity. But if you can wait, wait till you know we're not in Void of Course or a Retrograde. Right. But I think with eclipses, eclipses kind of bring some of their own kind of potent energy it does yeah. i mean i i think for sure you could work magic on the eclipse i can't see why not it's like a double double whammy you have either new moon full moon and plus the eclipse so yeah so i think it would actually boost your magic so i don't necessarily think it would reverse negatively on you um unless when you guys were talking and he was talking more so about the type of magic you were thinking about working and so maybe he was thinking that you were going to do something that may not have been super ethical and he was worried about the, the coin you would pay for it. Maybe that's the way he put it. Or maybe the work that you were doing didn't coincide with the, with the eclipse. Right. So, so I think it more so would have been one of those two things. But I wouldn't stop doing magic on eclipses. I think it's okay. I think it's fine too. Yeah. So go for it. Okay, sure. I have a really funny one. Okay. And this one's all you because it's a scrying question. Okay. 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 And this is from Ivy of the Fairies. That's her Instagram handle, Ivy of the Fairies. Okay. And she says, ask a strange question. Am I scrying dicks? Or am I just, do I just have a perverted mind? For the longest time, I have been seeing dicks everywhere. Dicks in the clouds. Dicks in my food. Dicks on the street. Even when I sit down to scry, there's at least one dick. What could this mean, if anything? Okay. Take it away, my master scryers. What does it mean when you see a bunch of dicks? All right. My first question is, when's the last time you got laid? Maybe they're trying to tell you you need to get laid. Because if you keep on seeing dicks, it's, that's... uh a little nudge there so 
first question to you would be, when is the last time you had some good sex? Um, second of all, maybe they're trying to bring out the masculine energy in you. Maybe you're working too much toward the feminine. They want to get that more God energy going. Yeah. Or maybe there is a sexual lacking of that energy in your life that you need to take into consideration. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking that if you were getting it on a regular basis that you wouldn't be seeing so many penises. <laughs> but um, I'm thinking that maybe, you know, it's the universe's way of saying maybe you need to get some dick. There you go. Period. That That is also a very Monica answer. Because <laughs> time... I see penises all the time, too. Yes. It, it's just, it's a thing. It's really true. Um, and I think I've, I've shared this on the show before, but I'll, just, I'll never forget when Robert and I were taking your divination class and you had us doing that wax grind and his candle just burned down into the shape of a dick. There was no way around it. No scrying required. It was just a dick. And you just looked at it and you looked at Robert you're like, well obviously and then you just kind of like walked away um i had a moment where i was seeing dicks everywhere too really and i it was just it was fucking everywhere and i'm like what could it mean i, I was kind of in the same place that ivy's at where she's like am i a pervert yeah, no Does i don't think you're a pervert no. well you kind of looked at me like i was a pervert when i asked you about it you know, gave me that look. You know, there's like, there's a Monica look. All of you guys that know Monica, like, you know what I'm talking about. And she just gives you that look. Mm. But then she just went, well, you need to go get laid. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the message. I mean, I'm really curious to know how your sex life is. So please let us know. <laughs> because if it's not good, I mean, there's your answer. But if it is good, hmm. And I'd not, have to ponder. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. If it's not good, let us know and we'll give you some um, spells for like different aphrodisiac and lusty passionate spells. I just taught my love spell class yesterday, so I mm-hmm, have all of them mm-hmm. fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like what you said, though, about maybe it is about that more masculine side coming through. Yes, the God energy uh-huh. coming through. I remember, so at Bell Book and Candle, we have a, a onstage ritual at every show. Had the person that was supposed to do one of our summer solstice ones like flaked at the last minute, so I stepped in and I did a really cool one. It was a lot of fun. Um, my work husband Hovik helped me come up with it, but it's a very masculine holiday. And one thing that I mentioned while we we're doing it is that especially now, especially as women, you know, we're trying to fight for our equal rights. We're trying to show that we're empowered and all these things. So there's this heavy emphasis on being okay with your feminine energy, which we all need because I think a lot of people really aren't okay with it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we get so caught up in that that we forget about our masculine energy. And we all have both. It's just the way it goes. Right. you so, got to keep that balance. Yes. Yeah. So look, look at your, your balance of your feminine and masculine energy. Like maybe you need to balance it out. And maybe you used to think that you were too much of a tomboy or something. And so you wanted to like focus a little more on that femininity that you forgot about that God side of you. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Get yeah. laid, focus on your masculine part, find a way to weave them both together that you're cool with. Yeah, and think about it. Really do some soul searching and, and see if you've been leaning toward more of the feminine side than keeping your balance with the feminine masculine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's some really good homework. That's the best homework I've ever had. Get laid. <laughs> so do some soul searching. Yeah, for I sure. Think I would do. I would get laid first because then I feel like you'll be relaxed enough to do some soul searching. There you go. Yeah, there take a go. nap, get some food. You know. Yeah, like hey, yeah. Have smoke, <laughs> smoke a little cigarette there. Absolutely. There you go. So you know what, guys? We had so many questions come in this month, and I just want to say thank you to everyone that has reached out to us through email, through Instagram. 
Um, just like we really appreciate it. I know that there's a few of you that we haven't gotten to, but just hang tight. You guys are on top, are top of the list for our March Ask Estrega, and we just really appreciate all of the questions. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Just bombard us. We want your questions. We want your spooky, weird ghost stories. We want like pictures that. of your animals and your familiars. All of it. We want all of it. So give that to us so that we can share it through Ask Estrega. Remember that when you do, if you want us to mention your name or your Instagram handle or something, you have to sign the bottom of your, your question or your message to us with it, and then I know that we can say it. Um, right. Otherwise, we'll just keep it anonymous, whatever you want. True, um, true. Yeah, but, I mean, there's been some really amazing ones, and I just, I really appreciate it. And you guys ask really good questions. You do. Yeah, you do. And no question is stupid. Remember that. No question is silly. Don't think that way. Just ask. And you know what? Like, honestly, seriously, I remember being a baby witch, which I hate, I hate that term because we're, we've all, we were all baby witches at some point. I feel it almost has like this negative connotation to it, but for lack of a better term, like I remember being a beginner and kind of starting out and I would take these classes or talk to people and I felt like I had so many stupid questions and I just, I kept them to myself and I Mm. feel like I really stunted my understanding of my magical past so don't do it even if you just email us and you're like i would really rather you not mention my name but like i have this question i feel stupid asking it like just just ask it like it's anonymous no one's gonna know like it's no. fine and we will answer it for you yeah absolutely yeah. two of the best of our abilities yes, of course absolutely so thank you guys so much for all of your questions again keep them coming you guys they're so good we have to do research even i like it i, I love honestly, it i feel like i've actually grown more like, of with, course with just doing this podcast there's so much more that i've researched and i've been more in touch with my spiritual side it's been yes great. it's great it's yeah. awesome it's really amazing and the feedback we've been getting has been outstanding so it thank really you has. guys thank you so much thank you to everybody that has sent us messages it, it really it makes our day we fucking love it and it just makes us so happy to know that we can just be a part of your workday commute be a part of your magical path and all of it. You guys are our wine spirits and witches coven. Yeah. And we love you guys out there. Hell yeah. Who's your shout out to this week? You go first. I'm going to think about Me? that. Me? Okay. My, my shout out is to Harry. He is one of our Instagram followers and listeners. And uh, when we had the animals, the animal episode come out, I, I talked about how much I want a hedgehog. Mm. I'm so jealous of Harry because he has a hedgehog. So freaking cute. Her so name is Alice and it is adorable and he tagged us in a, a story with it and I, I reshared it and it was just the cutest thing and so my shout out is to Harry who has asked really good questions like how to get rid of ghosts and shit. Like you are my man. I like the way you talk because I get it and shit. <laughs> and you have the cutest damn familiar ever. So go Harry. Well, my shout out is to you, Shauna, because you have been there for me this week during my surgery and everything I went through, and it is your birthday, so I am shouting out that you have the most wonderful, magical, witchy year coming in, filled with knowledge and blessings and all and all the goodness that you could possibly get. Thank you. I'm like red in the cheeks. I don't know <laughs> if it's the gin and tonic or the compliment. It's probably, probably the both. both. It's probably both, yes. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. You're and welcome. Thanks for letting me just like help you on your, your yeah, new journey. Yeah, and I appreciate journey. it so, so much. There's not too many people I let in. I'm very private when it comes to this stuff like this. But my short strig is allowed. Short strig. We're the short strig and the bionic strig. We yeah. don't have nicknames. Uh, yeah. It's there. It's I'm not happening. much taller than Shauna, but she's shorter than me. So there you I'm, go. I'm a little short shit. you got to remember, you got to watch those short fuckers because we have less storage space for our anger. It has to come out more regularly. Oh, baby. We are mean little fucking ankle biters. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. There we go. 
Thank you guys so much for another awesome Ask Estrega uh, episode. Keep sending us your questions. You can find us on Instagram at Winespirits and Witches or send us an email at winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com. Go enter that raffle so you can get your free reading. We'll be pulling the name on March 1st. On March 1st, and then you will get a little video chat with me and Monica for your reading. It's going to be yes, exciting. Yeah, it's going to be very good. And on that note, Merry Meet, Merry Part, and, and Merry, Merry Meet, meet again. again.